Revelations chapter 12. Let's start in verse 7. Now, I'm kind of dumping you in the middle of a story here. And all of y'all that have read Revelations know that Revelation is, is sometimes kind of difficult to understand. But let's just pick up in verse 7 and let's just go with it, okay? Let's assume we understand everything that's happened up to this point <laughs> for the sake of time. <clears throat> verse 7, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and, the, and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Praise God. Let's look at verse 10 and 11, y'all. As always, God uses the the things I'm going through to to minister to people, right? He lets me take my own um, things that I encounter throughout the week, the, the feelings that I have, the the people that I meet and things like that, to use them to minister to me first of all and then, then to you also. So I want you to look at verse 10 here. It says that the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Satan, standing before God, accusing us. You need to make this personal now. Because it's very personal. You know, you ever heard somebody say something to you? Well, don't take it personal. It's just business. Well, no, this ain't just business. This is personal. He's standing before God accusing you of all of your wrongdoings. Day and night, that word says. But praise God. Jesus is standing there also. Jesus is standing there reminding the Father, oh yeah, what He said is true, but the blood. See, that next verse says that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. Y'all listen now. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. You see, your testimony means something. Your testimony has strength. Your testimony has power. I want y'all to understand that the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony are the most crucial things in this fight. You see, he didn't say nothing about all the fantastic, wonderful, magical stuff that God did as he threw it at Satan. No, he said he was overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. That's all that's necessary. 
God doesn't have to move planets out of a line and send meteorites out off into space. He doesn't have to do all these things that we would think of that you would see in a movie that would seem just crazy. Satan was overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. You say, what does that have to do with me? Guys, I want you to know Satan is attacking all the time. Not only is he making accusations to the Father against you, he makes accusations to you all the time. Reminding you of how weak you are. Reminding you of where you've went wrong. Reminding you of how you ought not be doing what you're doing. Trying to instill fear in you. Because he knows that fear is not of God. And there's weakness in you when there's fear. Y'all don't have to come up with fancy words to defeat him. I don't have to sit down and write up a, a dissertation. I don't have to conjure up some kind of magical spell. I don't have to go buy a big gun. I can defeat Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. That's all I need. I want you to understand that today. I want you to know that because of the blood of the Lamb, you have strength. You you are washed clean because of the blood of the Lamb. Those accusations that He makes, not only do they not have a precedence, they're lies. They're lies because you have been washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. Do you understand that? You see, He tries to enter exhibit A into the court case. And then Jesus calls the DNA representative that says, no, that ain't Him. See, everything He brings as proof to your, your, your guiltiness is washed away by the blood. He doesn't have a case. He doesn't have a leg to stand on. It's by the word of your testimony that He's defeated in other people's lives. Me and Brother John Angerstein went to talk to some people this week. And y'all, I ain't going to lie. There's this one place in Kennard that I, I just really didn't want to go. And we got there, and it's funny how it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. And do you know that I got home that night and everything went good. And a lady we had talked to had got on our website and sent me an email. And it was just like it was the very thing she needed was for somebody to come and tell her, hey, there's a church. And guess what? It's everything you're looking for in a church. And she's driven by it I don't know how many times. You see that that fear Satan tries to put in you. He tries to tell me all kinds of things. He tries to tell me, brother John, just he's yeah, whatever. Let's go, man. I don't. It's like he's not even phased by it. 
And I'm sitting here thinking all this stuff out in my head. You know, I don't know what he's thinking in, inside, but his, his outward expression is no fear. We pull up and he's like, well, you ready? I, said, I guess. And it's just boom, 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 one after the other. We talk to people and, you know, we ran across a couple that just you could tell they didn't really want us there, but they weren't rude. They just, they just said, okay, that's fine. Thank y'all. And they were ready for us to go and we cut it short and left. But most people are hungry. Listen now. Most of these people are hungry for something. They don't know what. Man, they're just trying so hard to, to just get by in life. They don't know what it takes to overcome. They don't know what's necessary to overcome the hindrances in their life. And here I sit with the answer. It's by the blood of the Lamb, the word of my testimony. You see, I don't go to these people and beat them overhead with a Bible. I don't walk up on their porch and immediately start quoting Scripture to them. I just show them some light. Hey, how are you doing? Nice to meet you. I don't know if, if there will be one single person out of all those we talk to that will ever come to this church. But I guarantee you we're going to make a difference. Walls are going to come down. We will overcome. That's what I entitled this message today. We will overcome. You see, you read this Scripture, this is not only an event that's going to transpire, or maybe however you look at it, it may have already transpired, whatever. Time really doesn't matter right now for what I'm, what, what I'm trying to say to you. The point is, is that it's prophetic not only for that, that event, but it's also for us today. You see, whatever work God gives to you, you can overcome the accusations, the fear, the anxiety, those, all of those things Satan tries to use against you. I'm not telling you today Satan made me sick, but I guarantee you he tried to use it against me to keep me from going to talk to somebody. The first thing he said was, Kevin, you can't go talk to people coughing your head off like that. First thing they're going to think is, well, this guy, here he is coming and talking to me and he's getting me sick the whole time. Blowing his germs around on me. And then he wants me to shake that hand that he just covered his mouth with. You see, that's the stuff that goes through my head. And I get home from work and I, man, I'm tired. I feel bad because I've been coughing all day. Satan wants to stop me. He wants to stop us, y'all. And this ain't just for me and John Angerstein. This is for all of y'all. Because God has work for you to do wherever it is. You may be at your workplace. He may have a ministry for you there. But I'm here to tell you, Satan is going to rear his ugly head. He is going to fight you at every corner. He is going to show you that there is resistance. But, praise God. Praise God, y'all. He's already defeated. Y'all remember this. He is already defeated. 
He is already defeated. Remind him of that. I make it personal. I call him out. Y'all listen now. I call him out and I say, Satan, leave me alone. You don't have power over me, Satan. In fact, you're weak and pathetic. In fact, you're already defeated. So all the stuff you're saying is, is lies. Everything you're telling me is wrong. Because Jesus already defeated you when he was when he died on the cross and rose again. You're already you've already lost. So leave me alone, Satan. And then I remind him of something. See, if you don't know this little scripture right here, I don't know where you get your strength from. There's a little scripture. I'm going to tell you the verse. I want you to go home and read this if you hadn't ever read it before. Most of you've heard it. I know. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. So I want you to remember that the next time you encounter the devil trying to... And I want you all to look now. I want you to try to recognize Satan and his attacks. Because some of y'all are thinking, Satan doesn't ever attack me. Yeah, I get sick and this and that, but Satan doesn't really attack me. I want you to be looking for his attacks because they're there. The next time you have that little thought and you're like, well, I just really, I know I should do this, I just don't feel like doing it tonight. Satan uses those things. Look, there's plenty of times I don't feel like doing something. Satan didn't put the feeling in me, but he'll sit there and whisper in my ear and try to help me justify not doing what God has told me to do. So I want you to remember the next time you encounter him that you can say, Satan, you're defeated. Oh, and by the way, greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. And last time I checked, that was you. So leave me alone. Y'all think it's wrong to talk to him like that? See, he's he's pathetic. He he has no victory over me. He has no power over me. Not because Kevin Alfred's somebody special or somebody of a great importance, but because of who is in me. Who I belong to. I belong to the Almighty King. I belong to the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. That's who I belong to. And He's standing up there making intercession for me to the Father. Standing there in my place. So the next time Satan tells you, you can't do that. Shouldn't you be scared going in there talking to them people? Man, you know what everybody says about them. You know how they are. You know they're not going to like you being there. You say, Satan, leave me alone. I'm claiming it for the kingdom of God. Claiming these people for the kingdom of God. You have no power over me because greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world. So leave 
Every time I have quoted that scripture, he has left. He knows. He don't hang around trying to trying to say, well, yeah, but no, he leaves. He just kind of backs away. That's not to say he won't come back sometime. But there's power in the Word of God. Just remember that. Power in the Word of God. We will overcome. You've got trials, guys. I know you do. You've got trials and tribulations, things you're going to face. And y'all, I know this ain't no, no pew jumper message today, but I want you to understand where your power lies. I want to read a couple things I wrote down to you. I want you to kind of tie all this together. The blood of the Lamb is power because it provides our salvation and redemption. The testimony is the testimony of being redeemed. Right? See, the testimony is telling about the blood. Uh, Ephesians 6 and 16 talks about our shield of faith. What does it say? It says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. What are those fiery darts? Accusations. You You ever accuse somebody of something? Or have you ever been accused of something? What does it feel like? It feels like somebody's throwing something at you, don't it? You're like, what are you talking about? I didn't do that. That's what an accusation is, a fiery dart. Our shield of faith is faith in the power of the blood, right? Because our, our faith is based on our redemption, our being cleansed and washed and saved from our sin. So that faith is, that shield of faith is our faith in the power of the blood. That shields us against His accusations. You see, that makes a lot of sense. Anybody can understand that. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. Your faith, your belief in God, your, the things that you hope for that God is going to perform, is all based on the blood. So when it says we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, guess what that means? That means by you having a testimony about what God has done for you, how He washed you and cleansed you, you are now putting up your shield of faith to block those accusations that the devil is making against you. Power, right? Power. If I'm going to go into battle, you better believe I want a shield. Because I know something's going to be thrown at me. Something's going to be hurled at me. Our power is in the blood. Power. You know, that's an old song, Power in the Blood. That, that didn't just rhyme good and they made it all fit together right. It wasn't just because it, it sounded good, right? 
There is power in the blood of Jesus. And I know that that kind of seems like a like a, a, a big lofty kind of thought that really isn't tangible. Power in the blood. Okay, well, whatever. I don't see the blood. You know, how, am I going to put it on me and I have powers then to do something? No. See, if you don't try to understand what God is saying to you, it's not that this blood somehow gives you powers. It's that you have power because of what the blood done. Because of what the blood has done in you. It has washed you and made you clean. See, your weakness comes from the fear of those accusations. The weakness comes from the fear of what Satan could do to you. And what's going to happen to you when this life is over. But there's power when you know those accusations are false. When you know you've been forgiven and cleansed and washed and made whole. None of those things then that Satan is trying to tell you apply. So there's power. Do you understand that? That's why you can say there's power in the blood. Liberating power. Freedom from sin and death. Y'all ever heard the... How many of y'all want you to see, uh, see your hands raised? How many of y'all have ever heard that uh, little snippet of Scripture where I believe it was Paul that said, death has lost its sting? How many of y'all have heard that? Death has lost its sting. What was he saying? What he's saying is that that, that fear of death is gone. Why? Does that mean he, he, was, he wanted to die? No. Does that mean that if, uh, if I'm standing out in the road and there's a car coming, I'm not going to have the common sense to get out of the way because death has lost its thing? No. It means I'm not in fear of death. In fact, I welcome it. Come on, buddy. Because I'm ready. I know. I have blessed assurance Y'all are going to get some of these hymns in you today. Blessed assurance. What is that about? It's knowing when I leave this life where I'm going. It's knowing who holds my future. It's knowing where my blessings come from. It's knowing who my provider is. It's knowing something about the One that has all power over me and all of creation. Blessed assurance. Not sitting around in doubt and fear. You see, those songs mean something, y'all. They're based on Scripture. So I want y'all to leave here today saying, we will overcome. We will overcome. There ain't no reason to fear. Y'all, I ain't ever been around witnessing to people until now. Never have. That was a little bit intimidating. But I promise y'all, after you do it the first time, it ain't nothing. As you realize, those people don't know nothing. Those people just want to hear something good. 
And if they don't want to hear it, they, it's not like they're going to shoot you. You know, we're not in East LA here. There was one or two houses we walked up to we were a little concerned about, but I did almost get attacked by a dog. But thank God that cable held. It sounds funny now, don't it? It wasn't then. I promise you. John was standing about ten feet behind me. He said, "He said, man, you might want to back off. That spindle on that porch don't like it's gonna hold." <laughs> but praise God, He's faithful. He always shows up. Why do we need to be overcomers? And I'm, I'm getting ready to close. Why do we need to be overcomers? Y'all, y'all ever think about this kind of stuff? Am I just different? I am. I know. My teachers used to get aggravated at me because I would ask too many questions. We had to. I remember in the uh, fourth grade, we had to do. We had to keep folders with our assignments in them. So after we would complete our work, we'd get it back and it's graded. We'd have to put it in its own folder. You know, English, math. We had to keep that, and then at the end of the semester or whatever, she'd go through there and check all of them, make sure they were in there, and we'd get a grade on it. So I asked her, why are we doing this? She's like, Kevin, just just do it. So I'd ask her again, Miss Easton, so I still remember her name, Miss Easton, why are we doing this? And she thought I was just being smart, Alec. Kevin, just do what I tell you to do, and hush. I never could get an answer. So the next grade had Miss Hester for fifth grade. I said, and she did the same thing. Give me these stupid folders to put stuff in that I'm not ever doing nothing with. I said, Miss Hester, why are we doing this? Kevin, just do what I tell you to do. They never would tell me why I had to do it. I wasn't being smart, Alec. I wasn't trying to to raise a stink. I just wanted them to explain to me the purpose in this. What was I supposed to get out of it? Because I wouldn't get nothing out of it. So that's why I ask questions like that, y'all. So why do we need to be overcomers? I ask God this kind of stuff all the time. Explain this to me. Make it simple. Well, so that we won't be stopped in performing the work that God has for us. You have to overcome so that we can see through the illusion of Satan's strength and rise up against him. You know, if you read Ephesians chapter 6, you'll see it talks about powers and principalities. And if you ain't careful, that starts to scare you a little bit. You start to think of, man, I'm fixing to go into this battle and there's all these powers and principalities in place. And I'm going to be just bluntly honest with y'all. Satan has power. And he sets up principalities that he's in charge of. And he rules and has dominion over them. But I want y'all to remember that Scripture now. 
We will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of His testimony. I want you all to remember that. Those principalities and strongholds can be torn down by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. No reason to fear, you see? No reason to fear. All of it is an illusion. He's the greatest magician I've ever seen. Blows my mind, man. I look and see, oh, how am I going to do that? And then I just do it and there wasn't nothing to it. It's just smoke and mirrors. Why do we need to be overcomers? So that we can help to reach those that are lost for the kingdom of God. And this applies to the number two I just read. Those that are fooled by His illusions. I asked you all ago, some of y'all that don't think Satan's attacking you. It's an illusion. I guarantee you, if you're a child of God, he's attacking you. I guarantee you, he's got opposition for you the minute you decide to make a move for God. No worries. See, y'all ought to leave here with a smile on your face today. We will overcome. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Y'all need to get a word of testimony in your mouth. Y'all need to be ready at the drop of a hat to say, My King is Jesus. I can't tell you nothing else, but I know what He did for me. Just like that blind man that Jesus healed. They brought him into the temple and began to... It's the Grand Inquisition, man. They were just asking him one question after another. This is just some some poor guy that don't have an education, just been hanging around waiting for somebody to give him some money, can't see nothing. And Jesus heals him. And they bring him in there and start asking him all this stuff. He said, look, I don't know anything about all that. All I know is... I was blind, and now I see. That's all I can tell you. Y'all, you can say the same thing. I was blind. I was covered up by sin in my life. Covered up, had no hope. All I know is I asked Jesus to come in, and it's gone. I don't know how He does it. I can't give you a scientific explanation of how the Holy Spirit moves upon me. I just know He does. <laughs> Praise God. See, that's the word of a testimony right there. You don't have to have some big, long, drawn-out story about how you was in drugs and there was about to be a car wreck and, and somehow God sobered you up and held you in the seat. And You ain't got to have all these fancy stories. The word of your testimony is how God saved you and what happened inside. Tell them about the power of the blood.